This week on Erotic Awakening, sex is fun. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine evening? Doing pretty good. You are nearly naked except for the big red robe you're wearing. I like my red robe, but yeah, otherwise it's a... Naughty nighty. <laughs> There's a naughty nighty in there somewhere? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to turn the heat off when we record so we don't get that background ambient sound. Yeah, so I started out in a nighty and it just got too cold, so red fuzzy robe. Welcome to reality. <laughs> and that kind of goes along with the theme of our podcast today. A lot of times we talk about sex for healing or sex for spirituality. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've done sacred kink and sacred sexuality stuff. Right, right. So today, we're going to go and talk about sex for fun. What a concept. <laughs> so that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Last week, we went to Dark Odyssey Winter Fire in Washington, Washington D.C. D.C. Speaking of things that are fun. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of a lot of interesting sex going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've never been to that particular event, very interesting to walk around and uh, I clearly recall somebody laying on one of those funny-shaped sex furniture things right. with a beautiful woman on top of him being fingered, and not too far away from that was another couple, and he was orally pleasuring her. Mm-hmm. And, well, even while we were doing um, some podcasting, there was a naked couple behind us, so I was hoping they were going to make a little bit more noise, but they were pretty quiet, but they were there. <laughs> we, we did bring back quite a number of interviews mm-hmm. from Dark Odyssey. We spoke with uh, just just a great number of different people on all mm-hmm. kinds of different topics. A lot of the, the podcast interviews had a lot of interesting ambient background sounds. They did. <laughs> Whips and moons. So... And in Dark Odyssey, we end up going there every year. You know, it's one of the the bigger events. It's in D.C. It's in a posh hotel, and it's just great. So, what, this year they had 1,100 1100 people. People, yeah, pretty crazy. And um, actually, we ran into some listeners. Always a thrill for us. We did, we did. We should have got their names, though, because I I want to do a shout-out. You know, I, I wanted to see what kind of scene they were doing. Now, you and I have been to many different events, and we've mm-hmm. seen many different scenes. They were doing something with needles and balloons. Oh, that's right. So, I'm not quite I sure where that, that was going. Yeah. I don't know where it went to, but I, uh, that would be a really interesting one yeah. to figure out what was going on with Walked that. Walked by that one a couple of times. So, if they're listening, let us in on <laughs> what that was about. <laughs> So coming up this week, we're going to spend our weekend in the an area around uh, where we live in Ohio mm-hmm. called Hawking Hills. It's very in oh. rural and beautiful lakes, absolutely and trees beautiful and streams and re- hills and <laughs> all kinds of good stuff like that. And uh, we'll be there for a MS retreat with mm-hmm. one of the local MS groups here in town. 
So that's going to be interesting. There's uh, four couples, five couples, and we're going to have a high protocol dinner Saturday night at the lodge, and it's just, it's just going to be great. Yep, should be a lot of fun. What else going on? I don't know. It feels like there's a lot going on. We're very busy. <laughs> there is. And, and I guess we should let in um, those that are listening today. I have mm. to let you in on a secret. If you've listened before, you know that our website that we try and send people to is bluecatservices.org. And if really, if you really want to get to the erotic awakening aspect of it, you got to go bluecatservices.org. Org slash. Yeah, um, boy. Slash. Yeah. So it's, it's a long, long address. So uh, podcast listeners, you can go beta our brand new website at eroticawakening.com. And while we were at it, we also bought .org and .net, so we'll mixed up. We'll redirect them. And you can write us at our brand new email address. Ooh, this Danny. is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a geek like me, it is yeah, exciting. Yeah, it we is. Do, do a new WordPress theme. We have a brand new email address, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Though we do still have the same voicemail. So it is 206-309-0054. Same old Fet Life group, mm-hmm. Erotic Awakening. And the same Twitter, Dan and Dawn. So recently on the podcast, we've talked a lot about sacred kink. Yes. And in the past, we've talked about sex for healing. Yes. Sex for therapy. Mm-hmm. Sex to bond and grow closer yes but what about when we just have sex just for fun it's a lot of fun (laughs) and and it should be a lot of fun it doesn't need the intent behind it all the time like we talk about i mean we know how to use the energy so we use it for different things but you know sometimes it's just fun to have fun (laughs) it is fun to have fun sometimes right Where is the most fun place you've ever done it? The most fun place, huh? Oh my gosh, you're going to tax my brain. Um, I'm really not going after your brain in this conversation. <laughs> I mean, the dungeon's been fun. The hot tub's been fun. Um, <laughs> in the woods, on the picnic table's been fun. You yeah. Know? All that type of stuff. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking about those bondage fairies. <gasps> Not as a response to where is the most fun place we've done it, but you used to have those that cartoon collection of weird little fairies. Getting I do. By weird I, I know right spiders. where it is too. <laughs> yes, they were being fucked by spiders and <laughs> stuck I, in the web and spread apart. And yeah, <laughs> when I think of that stuff, I think of you know that's just good, clean fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Bondage tells you fairies. a lot about how our brains work. Apparently, our idea of good, clean fun. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of the sex that we have in our life, in our society, but in our life, you know, it's just, just for fun, just for the fun of it. It's not about taking something or giving something or building or creating. And it doesn't have to be. It can just be a shared, enjoyable experience that you end up with a good giggle at the end. Absolutely. Or just a, a nice glow, a nice warm <laughs> I say, glow. I giggle here, but I don't giggle much during sex. <laughs> it's more moany. <laughs> Interesting fact about us. If, if yes. you're ever sharing oh. <laughs> a hotel with us somewhere, 
Or the room next door. Or the poor neighbors. Or the poor neighbors. Uh, often when you have a really good orgasm, you'll cry. I do. And when I have a really good orgasm, you I'll, giggle. I'll giggle. So you quite the strange sound. I don't know what people think of that. So this time around, we've uh, we spoke with uh, Kidder, yes, from the Sex is Fun podcast and Sex is Fun game. Mm-hmm. And I actually looked at some of his games, and I wouldn't mind getting some. They're they're actually pretty neat. One of the groups that we used to run many moons ago, um, you know, we used to think, well, we should bring in some games, and we should bring in. And we have what the the, the dice? We have the dice with the fuzzy, around. yeah, with the, oh yeah, the little dice with the lick breast. Yeah, you know, licks on one side or touch or. If you're not familiar with the dice, the the idea is that one of on one die is an action like mm-hmm. lick or, or kiss or nibble, and on the other die is a body body part. part. But whenever I use uh, those dice, I always end up suck toe, <laughs> something like that. Well, that can be fun. But it just makes me wonder that everyone else has a different set of dice than I do, you know, because everybody else gets suck cock, lick nibble. We waited yours. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> So I am led to believe, and you know, one of the little uh, fun things that we've done is, you know, just all these little modifications of, you know, the kind of stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. See, I don't, don't, don't know that I want to reveal all of my secrets on the podcast. <laughs> it's but, good to keep some to yourself. Yes, but we do manage to have fun. And as many times for all the podcasts that we do about Tantra... Or Taoist sex secrets, or, or things like that. It's good to have the podcast like we do, the occasional mm-hmm. podcast on blowjobs. Oh, absolutely. Or exhibitionism, or well, hell, we just did a workshop on slutty sex. What can be more fun than that? <laughs> but that's a good point. You see, the whole slutty sex, though, as you well know, part of that workshop is. Yeah. yeah. The responsibility aspect and all that <gasps> kind of stuff. True. But it was still fun. <laughs> no, it was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, and being sexy is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, just having that sexual energy and interacting with people in a sexy way is mm-hmm. fun. You know, one of my great joys is to be able to put enough, and I know this is a little weird to some people, but when you put boundaries around things, it allows you to have fun. Mm-hmm. So if you if you negotiate a scene that says all we're going to do is breast play. I'm going to play with your breast, and I have no expectations of you. I can have fun just playing with your breast. Right. And because we built that container around it, there's no expectations. There's no pressure. Right. Well, even the dirty um, talking, what was it, dirty talking workshop that we just did at Dark Odyssey. I had a blast with that because we had to get up at one point, have a little slip of paper that told us what to say, and we had to go say it to do two different people and it was it was like you said it was a little container and you knew all you were going to do is flirt with this other person that you picked out and say these words and it was actually a lot of fun for me mm-hmm. so because you know you can improvise a little bit and okay the two guys were cute so if it had gone further <laughs> that would have been okay <laughs> I, I you know i guess the last thing i want to say about this is as much fun as mm-hmm. sex can be, mm-hmm. I still don't want a girl to giggle when I take my pants off. <laughs> I can see that. 
And today we are sitting here with Kidder Caper, who is going to tell us whether sex should be fun or not. Hi, Kidder. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Our thank pleasure. You, thank you for allowing me to support the idea that sex should be fun over the not part. Well, you know, and we laugh about that, but that is really what brings you on the show today. As you are aware, Don and I do a podcast called Erotic Awakening, and we do some events, and we do presenting and stuff, and a lot of stuff we do looks at sexuality from the perspective of it should be enlightening. It should, or the Tantra perspective of it should cause you to grow and learn great things and see Shiva and Shakti, cosmic orbits, and (laughs) cause you to this and that and lead you to this and that. And it should be done, and other aspects too. Other people tell us it should be done for, you know, very positive reasons and to bring energy to the world and for healing and for all these different reasons. You seem to think that the reason for sex can be as simple as having fun. I do. I do. I've, you know, I've, I've done some research and I've found that sex certainly can be fun. And it can be more, you know, like it can produce children, and it can certainly be a bonding experience for uh, for people. It can do a lot of things, and uh, but it can also just be fun. Do you um, think that people have a hard time boiling down to the simple sex as something just to do for fun? And I, and I give you an example. On one of your most recent shows, you talked about how religion wants to be involved in sex and telling us how we should do things and how we shouldn't do things. And certainly you're aware a lot of people have a lot of hang-ups and don't allow the sex to be fun because some religions say it should not be fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we've talked about that a lot on the show. There's a lot of hang-ups about sex, and a lot of those hang-ups definitely can detract from the fun of sex. Um, we just, I just disagree with those and, uh, think that it can be. And, and I think, I think if you're not having fun, I'm, I guess I'm wondering what is the purpose of really doing it? I mean, there's procreation, but really that means I'd only need to have sex like maybe twice in my life. And since I like to have it a lot more often, I think it's mostly because of the fact that it's fun. I think that most of the sex I've had, I had because I wanted to have fun. Mm, so for yeah. those that don't know how, how do they make it fun? Um, how do they make it fun? Wow. Yeah. Jeez, I, you know, that's a tough question to answer because for me it just started out being fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it wasn't like snowboarding where like my first day it was my ass in my face all day long going down the hill. Like right. snowboarding became fun when I got good at it. Sex was fun, even the fumbling through the beginning parts of it. Even the, like, you know, being in a closet with a girl at a party and having no concept of what I was doing was still an off, just a great time, in my opinion. So if you're not having fun with it, I think it is time to step back and revisit sex. Maybe we should reacquaint each other. Maybe we should be like, hey, this person who doesn't enjoy sex, I want you to meet a new friend. This is sex. Why don't you guys meet and maybe meet on new terms? Because maybe there's something, maybe you just had a bad 
first meeting, and we need to reacquaint each other. You think? I don't. I think so. I feel like if you're, if sex isn't fun, you must be doing something wrong. You have to. But be. certainly, a lot of people have difficulty, especially for example, communicating with their spouse. Like for example, if if spouse number one were to consider, you know, what would be fun for me would be if we dress up as pirates and we pretend we're pirates, and you can take me as a dirty wench. Mm-hmm. Do people? Yeah. Do you think people have difficulties communicating that with each other? Because uh, at one hand, you know, the one person might say, "Oh, that is fun for me," but we carry a lot of baggage sometimes with things that are a little more outlandish. Oh, sure. Well, I can. You know, the fear of rejection is weighs heavy on us. You know, and it's not just for sex. I mean, it's like you could just be like, "Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we dressed up like pirates and even didn't have sex, but just pretended to be pirates out in the backyard?" That would be awkward for a lot of people to ask their partners for anyway because they would be like, whoa, they might look at you and go, oh, what kind of a freak am I with, right? But then you throw sex on there too. Then you get this double rejection plus the taboo of, of sex, so it's, it's difficult. But then again, you have to kind of say back, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I mean if you really want to do something, you're going to just eventually have to throw it out there and say, hey, let's try this and – then being a you know if you're in a relationship with someone if you're in a if you're there for each other as partners to to be, make each help each other be fulfilled then you know every once in a while you're gonna have to put on a, a pirate costume even if you don't think it's going to be much fun and you might shock yourself and find out that it's a really good time or you might just go well they really enjoy it when I put on the costume so therefore I won't feel as bad when I ask them to put on the furry costume next time you know or whatever their thing is I think there's tit for tat and trades you know there's negotiations and there's plenty of room for you to ask for things that you want to try sexually with your with a partner. And, you know, our rule at Sex is Fun is you can say no, but mm-hmm. your partner can keep asking. That's okay. No. Can, we can keep asking for things. And I, I'm kind of against saying no, really. I like to say not yet or I'm not ready for that, you know, maybe someday. I think it's always good to keep an open mind for what the future might have for you. I I have never enjoyed saying no to a partner. And and the only time I've ever done that was when I had really, really good reasons, things that I couldn't do because of safety, you know, that kind of stuff. Nice. Well, well, that's certainly something to consider then. I mean, how can it be fun with all these things running around, these bugs and STIs and STDs I've heard about? Do you find that people, it just kind of takes the enjoyment out of it when they're, they're so worried about diseases and that kind of stuff? Sure. I mean, well... I still had fun having sex with a condom on when I was in high school. Even though I was really afraid of getting a girl pregnant, I still had a good time. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where it it can still be a lot of fun and you can still be safe. You also have to weigh your risks, you know, with everything. If you want to jump out of an airplane because it seems like a good time, you you know, obviously you're aware that there's a chance your chute might not open. (laughs) And and I guess it's up to you if you can decide what kind of risks you're willing to take. For a lot of people, they're not it's it's not fun if they're taking much of a risk, so they're gonna stay monogamous and with one partner and, and that's that. You know, and that's totally respectable and understandable. For other people, they're like, We can take some risks, we can we can go down on other people, we can handle that risk, we can use barriers and minimize our risks. You know, I know people that are like, I will not touch other people until they have a full STI screening. That's fair. If that's what it takes for them to have fun, then fine. That's that's totally legitimate. Just like 
just like any other event that might be fun, rock climbing, for instance, there's a lot of people I know that are like, I will only climb under certain conditions where I'm sure that I'm very unlikely to get hurt. It's respectable. I can take that. And then there are other people that are, you know, they take a lot more risks than I'd take, for instance. And and that's fine, too, as long as they're, you know, making those risks, uh, understanding what the risks are, and they're, they're choosing to take them. It's not for me to judge what people choose to do with their own bodies and their in a in a you know in a situation where everybody's well they're aware of what their risks are then you know that's fine does this imply then that you and perhaps the the other members of the sexes fun group or a podcast and the, the, I know you've got some other things going on as well do you guys not have any emotional baggage attached to sex does your do you have um do you have sex with strangers and your wife goes oh he's just having fun and <laughs> no i don't do that um i have tons of emotional baggage with sex are you kidding yeah tons i am so the woman in the relationship that i'm in with my i'm like i'm the one that wants to be held you know after like will you hold me now you know and she's like let's go get something to eat <laughs> totally yeah absolutely sex is a heavily emotional thing for me at least i can't speak for everyone on the show but but I'll try. Here, I think it's a heavily emotional issue for all of us. And uh, no, it is not some like crazy smorgasbord of like we can do whatever the hell we want to do thing. Um, at least in my relationship, I have very specific rules and what I, I can do and that changes from time to time or where we are, who we're with. And, you know, it's it's all I got to I got to check in with my partner and make sure everything's cool all the time for all sorts of things. There is. There is, I guess, I I don't know what the what the rumors are going on about us, but uh, no, it's not like a free for all of it for of it, any kind, except for to say this, we are pretty free to discuss sexuality and um, educate each other on what's going on. Like if we discover a toy and like we found a way to make it work, yeah, we can pretty much observe that happening and do demonstrations and stuff like that that's pretty free amongst us i think not okay. yeah not all i mean like not everyone's as comfortable as it's not like laura rad's like come showing up to the show and like you know whipping off her panties and like here check this out look how this thing diddles my clit no not like that <laughs> but but we do get together and we we have we have uh had some very interesting demos and you know taught each other some pretty cool stuff along the way so so there you go. That's kind of. Does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. Very much okay. so. So it'd be nice if it could just not have the emotional baggage. That would make it real fun. <laughs> but <laughs> I just uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it could. Um, but it's. I, I think it's. It's not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, very true. I don't think so. I don't think that that necessarily that I could just. You know, having having some fears or having some reservations don't have to be a negative thing. They can be things you deal with. You know, they're they're it's all right for a partner to have those, mm-hmm. or it's all right for anyone to like. I'm not comfortable with this, or I'm not comfortable with this yet. Um, I think it's okay. I think well, whether or not it's okay, it's important we listen to those. We can't ignore those in our partners or any or in ourselves. It's I've I've always 
found it very good to listen to my inner voice when it says, pause for a second and think about what we're doing. That's usually great advice from my inner voice. I always try to listen to it. I never, I try not to ignore my gut because whenever I do, I seem to get punished greatly. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was poking around the um, Sex is Fun website, it, it strikes me that you guys must think it's really fun because apparently there's, there's a companion game or even maybe more than one game out there. Oh, yeah, there's tons of games. That's how I got started. I wrote all the games for uh, Frivolous Entertainment's Great Sex Games Company, and that's who uh, I first went to to fund the Sex is Fun show because um, you know, I'd done a good job for them writing their games. They sold well, and uh, I've always enjoyed working with everyone over there. So uh, I said, will you pay for my sex education show? And they said, yes, we would. Can we sell games on it? I said, oh, yes, you can. That's what a sponsor gets to do. And then what, what's the most popular game? What kind of game is it? Uh, what's the most popular? I think – I know we've sold a lot of the swing set games. That's like the game for swingers. Like we've got like 40 of those left, and we sold out of that like four or five times now. Oh, see, I looked at that one, and I absolutely love love the idea of that one. That one's and fun. I've everyone's always had a good time playing. Every time I've witnessed a game of that, they've had a great time. But, you know, the, the single – the game for just – just a couple, you know, two people, sex is fun, mm-hmm. that probably sells more than any of the other games overall. Um, well, I was kind of curious because I saw another one. It's discontinued, but it's Sexploration MGS. Yep. It's for um, monogamous couples. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Monogamous couples playing in a group. Yeah. And I got looking at it, and the way it's designed is fabulous. The couples only play with each other. All right. But there's challenges, and you've incorporated in safer sex. Uh, women control the game. It's just it's yeah, the game still exists. You, you, it, I made it as a DVD, like as an interactive game, and okay. the sales of the interactive game so far outweighed the card game that we just discontinued the card game because okay. the interactive one is so much better. Like really, it is so much better than the card game because there's I can do so much more with it. You know, I can have different variables pop up. I can have, like, the gamers can turn off or on female bisexuality. So, like, girls want to touch each other, they can choose to add that feature to the game, and it'll randomly spin in girls-on-girl activities. Um, or we could just leave that setting on all the time. You could leave it on all the time, exactly. Just a thought. Just a thought I'm, on I'm not sure what I the default know. is. I forgot what they set the default at, but I know that with every game it, like, asks you, which way do you want to play? And... Um, so all the games, everything from MGS is in there, plus a lot more in the Intense Games DVD. And yeah, cool. I, I think that Meg's MGS, as we call it, Monogamous Group Sex, I think that is fantastic. Because yeah. it is, ex, you, can, you can remain completely monogamous, if that's your choice, mm-hmm. and you can totally show off and watch and like feed off of each other's, each other, uh, every couple can feed off of each other's uh, excitement and learn a lot from each other, and I just think it's kind of a perfect, beautiful thing, and you don't have to worry about safer sex, and you don't have to worry about, you know, near the level of jealousy that, like, may come along with people when they start swinging. But it is, I will admit, a gateway drug to swinging. There's no doubt that a lot of our people, a lot of our customers buy that game, and a couple months later, like, 
We're going to get the swingers game. Hooray for us. Swing set it is for us. We're having a party. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. And, so, and that's okay, uh, one too. More, uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I have not heard any rumors that you're a bunch of hedonists that will have sex with everybody or anybody that asks. But I have heard a rumor that you have a book coming. I do. Sex is fun. The what the yeah, creative yeah, couple's guide for creative sex. It's a uh, it's a fully illustrated book, and it's written. It's it looks kind of like a comic book, and each chapter is designed to get couples talking about sex and then doing things with each other and exploring fantasies, and it's it's very explicit, and it's also pansexual, so. You might turn a page, and it might be two women touching each other on a page. You might turn the next page; it might be a straight couple, and it might be two guys. And it, you know, we totally, boom, just we made a book for everybody because one doesn't exist yet. So we were like, you know, I think that the world's ready to see this. I don't, I don't think that gay men are going to be all that disturbed by like seeing some pussy, and I don't think that. You know, lesbians are all that offended by cock anymore. So I think we can, I think we can all get along, and I think even the straight men will be totally cool with it. You know, so we'll see what happens when it comes out. But it's pretty, it's pretty, and it's interactive. So you can fill out workbook pages together that come up in between the chapters that asks questions and gets. It's gonna be good. It's gonna really help people explore their fantasies, which is what I made it for. I, it, it was the book I needed like 12 years ago when I first got <laughs> married. You know, right. like. It's a book that my wife and I needed to like really start exploring the things that we didn't know how to voice to each other and have dirty pictures in there so we didn't have to try to explain things, you know. <laughs> like Fantastic. pictures are great. Like <laughs> I want your legs like that. Yes, behind my ears. Exactly. That's what I want. Um and it's just it's uh it's everything I've ever wanted in a sex guide. Fantastic. Um, Mm-hmm. Where can we find out more about the podcast, about the games, and and about the upcoming book? Uh, you can get it all at sexisfun.net. There's a magazine that will be coming out very soon there, an online magazine. So we're doing sex ed. It's a full multimedia thing. we got the book. we got the magazine. we got video and animations, and we got the audio podcast, and we've got games and everything there. It's, uh, it's like a little budding empire of sex education and exploration and and fun let's not forget that fantastic yeah <laughs> well kiddo thank you very much for speaking with us today um i would i would stick around and talk to you some more but i think me and don are going to go have some fun good and make a party yes 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 <laughs> play with it coming up next week the first of our dark odyssey interviews Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>